Welcome to the Living Word Podcast. To find out what we're up to, check us out online at dlwc.network. Thanks for listening to the podcast. We hope it encourages and inspires you. Here's today's message. Amen. Well, I'm so excited because I get the chance to bring you the word this morning. And man, it is such an honor to actually bring the word to you. And and I'm just so honored that Pastor Pat would trust me with uh, bringing the, the message to you on a Sunday morning. And today I'm really excited because I think that I've got a message straight from God for you. And I'm hoping that this message encourages you, it inspires you, it uplifts you. And so if you're taking notes today, I want you to write down the title of my message. It is this, it is, if I'm not dead, then God's not done. Come on, nudge your neighbor in your pajamas, in your sweatpants that you haven't changed in the, in the last three days. And I need you to nudge them and say, if I'm not dead, then God's not done. And I wanna take a look at this verse. It's 1 Peter 5, verses eight through 11. Let's look at it in the message translation. It says this, it says, keep a cool head, stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together on your feet for good, he gets the last word. Yes, he does. Let's pray over this message this morning. Jesus, I pray today that you would use this word, Lord, that you would help me speak it, that every single person listening on the other side of a screen today would be encouraged and would be able to to feel like they can go another day, that they can keep on going, that if they're not dead, then you're not done doing a good work in them. It's in Jesus' name I pray, amen. Well, I don't know if you remember back to high school, but I'm not too far out of high school. And I remember that it was my freshman year and all of my friends were were taking chemistry. Now, you know, it's very typical at the school that I came from that you took chemistry in the ninth grade. I did not want to take chemistry in the ninth grade because I knew the chemistry was hard. I wanted to put it off as long as I could. And so I literally put it off till my senior year. And in my ninth grade year, I decided to take biology. Now in biology, we would do something fun every now and then where we would get out the microscopes and we would would actually put things under the the lens of the microscope and we would zoom in and and put it in focus and, and, and we would be able to see things that maybe we didn't really see on the surface. And, you know, we would take, honestly, sometimes we would take disgusting things. We would take like a frog and dissect it in a worm and we'd take little pieces of it. And sometimes we would like swab the inside of our mouth, put on the little glass thing, zoom in. And you start to see all these little things that you you couldn't really see from the surface. And today, that's what I want to do with this scripture. I want to look at this scripture and I want to actually zoom in. 
I want us to focus in and maybe draw something deeper than what we would originally just see, just kind of glancing over it on the surface. Today, I wanna take the microscope out and I wanna look at how we can actually learn from this scripture, how we can actually grow from this scripture, be encouraged from this scripture, because I believe that today God has given me three points, three revelations from this scripture specifically for you. And so let's read it one more time. Okay, it's 1 Peter 5, 8 through 11 in the message. It says this. It says, keep a cool head. Stay alert. The devil is poised to pounce and would like nothing better than to catch you napping. Keep your guard up. You're not the only ones plunged into these hard times. It's the same with Christians all over the world. So keep a firm grip on the faith. The suffering won't last forever. It won't be long before this generous God who has great plans for us in Christ, eternal and glorious plans they are, will have you put together on your feet for good. He gets the last word. Yes, he does. And so today, I want to dissect this scripture, look more in depth and see if there's something that we can learn from it. Because I think if you read that scripture along with me, you know, man, that scripture was for me right now in 2020 and what I'm going through. That is exactly speaking to my situation. And so I believe that God has given me three points for you. Three things that we can maybe draw from this scripture. First one is this. If you're taking notes, write this down. The devil can't defeat you, only distract you. Come on, one more time. Nudge your neighbor again in your pajamas. Tell him the devil can't defeat you, only distract you. Look at James 4 verse 7. It says, submit yourselves then to God, resist the devil, and what will happen? He will flee from you. I don't know if you ever gotten to a fight when you were younger, uh, or maybe when you're older. I don't know. Maybe you fought someone yesterday. I, I, I don't know. But when I was younger and I was in junior high, got into a couple, you know, a couple fights, nothing huge. But you know what? Let's just take a moment and pray for our junior hires, okay? My Lord, there's never been a harder time to be alive right now. Um, we, play, we pray a blessing on them today. But I remember being in junior high, and I remember, you know, kind of getting into these verbal arguments with a couple people and occasionally a couple fists were thrown. And most of the time I lost, to be honest with you. Um, but, you know, fast forwarding to today, there's not a lot that would make me fight somebody. The one thing that I worry about is if I'm out and somebody says something to my wife. Like if somebody says something disrespectful to my wife, there are, there are gonna be no questions asked. It is just gonna be time to fight. And the other day I was out to dinner with my wife, Celeste, and, you know, we were sitting at our table and, and all of a sudden this big dude walks in. I mean, like this guy just like goes to the gym every day and he doesn't work out with dumbbells. He like eats dumbbells for breakfast. You know what I'm saying? Like just this dude was just massive, just this big old guy. And Celeste was like, what would you do if he came over and just hit me? And I was like, first thing I'd do is ask, what did you do to provoke this man? You know, like this guy is massive. Like I'm not trying to get in a fight with this guy. And you know what? I look at this scripture and I look at other scriptures involved and I see that when I stand up, 
When I, full of the Holy Spirit, stand up and fight, the devil has to flee. And why does the devil have to flee? Because the, I am bigger than he is. You are bigger than he is. And so when we have God on the inside of us, the devil can't defeat you. He can't disarm you. He can't demobilize you. The only thing that he can do is distract you. And some of you need to look at your situation right now, me included. Look the devil in the face and tell him to back off. Tell him that he doesn't have the authority here, that I'm the one with the authority so he can get off my kids. He can get off my marriage. He can get off my mind. He can get away from my money. He can get away from my health. I have the authority here. The devil, when I stand up, he has to flee. So when I look him in the face and I tell him to back down, he has to go. Some of you, that's a word for you today. The devil cannot defeat you. The only thing he can do is distract you. Distract you from destiny. Distract you with day-to-day -day challenges that maybe make you forget the important things in life. Forget how to leave a legacy. You know, we've got our legacy offering coming up here at our church. And I just know one thing that the devil's going to try to do is he's going to try to distract people. He's going to distract you with a bill that comes in the mail. This is how the devil works. He works with distractions. And you know what? I thought this was so good. My wife actually gave me this point. This is so good. She, she told me this and, and, and a story to follow. She said, you know, your distraction may not change your destination, but it will take you on a long detour. That's good, and that is for somebody today. Your distraction, it may not change your destination, but it will take you on a long detour. I don't know if you've ever planned a trip somewhere, plugged an address into your GPS, and, and have you ever missed an exit, or you missed a turn, or, or, or you just missed where you were supposed to go? You know, I, I can think back on trips that I've planned, and and I've gotten distracted by something. Maybe it was I was hungry and I saw the McDonald's sign and I just thought, man, nothing sounds better than a, McDon a McDouble with fries and a large Coke. Like nothing sounds, and then all of a sudden I realized I missed my turn. Why? Because I was distracted. And then the next thing you know, your GPS tells you, oh, you've now added three hours to your trip because there is not a place to turn around for the next hour and a half. You know, it's just like all of a sudden you're like, no, like why was I distracted? Can I tell you, this is how the enemy works. He works so good with distractions. You know, one of the ways that I think that he honestly will distract us is that he tries to convince us that we're alone. He tries to convince us that we're on our own. But I need you to say it out loud today. Say my title again out loud in the kitchen, in the living room, wherever you are. You remind the enemy that if I'm not dead, then God's not done. And point number two is this. Again, looking at this scripture, looking at, at this scripture through the microscope and, and, and taking a closer look. Point number two is this. You are not alone even when you are isolated. This is a word for some of us who have maybe tested positive for COVID and you've been staying at home. Can I tell you, you are not alone, even when you're isolated. 
Look at Psalms 23, verse four. I love this. If you've grown up in church, you've probably heard this before. Even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will fear no evil. For you are with me, your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You know, I one time had a friend and um, he had been in a pretty serious relationship for a couple of years, close to three years, I think. And, you know, all of a sudden, this relationship kind of came to an end. And if you've ever been there, you, you know that there's, there's hurt involved in that. And so my friend decided to separate himself. He started to stay home and wouldn't get out of his house and would just lay on his couch and I'd try to call him and nothing and try to have other people reach out and nothing. He wouldn't, he wouldn't respond. And one day my friend's daddy calls me and dad says, I, I, need you, I need you to come to the house and I need you to get my son and I need you to get him out of the house. He's not doing good. He's separating himself from everybody that he needs. And so I was like, okay, I'm on my way. And I drove over to my friend's house and, and I just stomped in the front door, didn't knock or anything, you know, one of those good friends, right? And I walk in and I'm like, hey, let's go, we're going. He's like, where are we going? I'm like, I don't know, but we're going, let's go. And I, we, you know, grab him and we jump in the car and we just go. And it, and it was this moment where I knew my friend had been separating himself from the people that he needed. And today I came to remind some of you that you are not alone, even when you are isolated. See, isolated does not mean separated. Isolated means that you are apart from others, but separated means you are on your own. Do you see the difference here? Isolated means you're apart from people who love you. You're, you're, you're just away from some people that you know care about you and, and you know that, that Jesus is, is there for you and that he loves you, that he desires a relationship with you, but you might be isolated at home. Separated means you are all alone, you are on your own and you are doing this by yourself. And when you are on your own, you know what the enemy will try to do? He will try to come in with fear, try to convince you that you got nobody in your corner. Try to convince you that, that you're doing this by yourself. There's no way you're gonna make it through this year. That he's gonna try to convince you that, that your job, it, it, it's, it's on the line. And that what happens if you lose your job? God's, he's gonna try to convince you, God's not gonna take care of you. What are you gonna do? You're gonna have to take care of yourself. You're in this by yourself. He comes in with fear, but I love Psalms 23 verse four because it says, even though I walk through the darkest valley, I will not fear any evil. Why? Because you are with me. And my point today is that whatever you are going through, whatever your situation looks like, God is for you. We at Living Word, we are for you. We are on your side. You know what? Let's go back to High School Musical 1 and let's remind each other that we are all in this together. You know, that's why we have life groups at our church because we just believe that things are better together. That even if you are isolated, it doesn't mean that you're alone today, that you have people in your corner, people who support you, people who are checking up on you. You've got a God that is for you, not against you. 
And I wanna encourage somebody today. Maybe you've been isolated. Man, sign up for a life group. You know what? Some of our life groups, even when they can't meet up, they will Zoom. They will do Zoom calls and, and do whatever it is that, so that they can still be connected even when they're isolated. You need relationships today. You need healthy relationships today. And I want to encourage you, man, even if you're isolated, don't let yourself be separated. You're not alone. Come on, that's for somebody. Put that in the chat today. Remind somebody today. You're not alone. You're not alone. And if you're not dead, then God's not done. Point number three, I promise you, I'm landing this plane right here. Point number three is this. God's plans are great plans. Remind whoever's sitting next to you on the couch, God's plans are great plans. Look at John 10.10. It says this, that the thief comes only to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come, this is Jesus, he says, I have come that you may have life and have it to the full. You know, I, I recently lived really close to Miller Lane, if you're familiar with Vandalia and where our church is located, Miller Lane is, has a ton of restaurants and there's Walmart and Sam's Club and all these big places over there. And I used to live right by there. And there was a year that me and my wife, Celeste, we just decided, you know what we're gonna do? Every time we see a homeless person, we're gonna feed them. Every time we saw one of them, we would go feed them. And I remember that throughout this year, I would get to have conversations with some of these people. And sometimes I would you know, hop out of the car and I would go and I'd pray for them and ask them how they're doing. And you know what one thing that I always said to every single homeless person that I saw on the street, I said, you know what the Bible says? The Bible says that God's got a plan for you and it's a great plan. You know what would happen most of the time? Most of the time, tears start to run down people's face because they've been through so much hurt. Maybe that's you today. You've been through so much hurt, so much difficulty, and you thought this was God's doing. No, 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 no. The Bible says that God's plans for you are great plans. Maybe you're watching this and you feel like, well, I don't deserve anything great from God. You might be thinking, Pastor Brent, you don't know what I've done. Can I tell you that God looks at us in our mess, in our sin, and he decided ahead of time that he had great plans for us. He wants us to be blessed. He wants us to have joy, have purpose, to keep going, to run our race, to make a difference, to leave a legacy. God's plans are great plans. And I wanna pray for some people who are watching this today. I believe that there are some people watching this. You've never accepted Jesus in your life. And I wanna just ask that in here in just a moment, you're gonna have the opportunity there's going to be a, a button that you can click just saying, yeah, I, I want to raise my hand. I want to accept Jesus into my life. I want to encourage you. 
Maybe you, you, you didn't know that God was for you, that Jesus loves you, that he desires a relationship with you, that even in your sin, even in your screw up, God has loved you so much that he wants to actually pull you out of that mess and bring you into great plans for your life. Today, you can make a decision to follow Jesus. Today, you can make that decision just by clicking that button. You can make the decision to start a relationship with Jesus. He's for you. He loves you and his plans are great for you. Now I want to pray over every single person who maybe clicked that button just saying, yeah, I want to accept Jesus for the first time. Maybe you clicked that button and, and you've known Jesus, but you just need to come running back to a relationship with him. I want to encourage you today. God's for you. So let's pray over every single person that raised their hand, that clicked that button and accepted Jesus today. Jesus, we love you. And God, I thank you so much for every person watching this that raised their hand. Maybe they didn't click the button, but they know they should have, Lord. Lord, I thank you that you fill them with your Holy Spirit today. Lord, I thank you that today is a new day for them. That in Jesus' name, their, their past is gone. Their old ways have, have gone and there is a new creation taking form in them that they get to walk with you day in and day out, to learn from you, to watch how you do it, to learn the unforced rhythms of grace with you, God. And Jesus, I thank you that you love them, that you love every single person listening, and that you loved us so much that you decided ahead of time that you had great plans for us. God, you're so good. Thank you for saving us today. Thank you for every hand raised. And that today it means a new beginning, a fresh start to a new life with you. It's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen, amen. Wow, I'm so glad for every single person that clicked that button and you said, I, I want to accept Jesus for the first time. Hey, one quick thing we want you to do. If you would, there's going to be a number that appears on your screen. If you would just text the word hope to the number on your screen. The reason why is because it's going to send you a link and, it, and it's, it, we're, we really just want to show you, hey, where do you go from here? What's the next step? Now that I've accepted Jesus, where do you go from here? We want to help show it to you. We love you guys. We hope you're encouraged today by this message. Have a great rest of your week. Thanks for listening to this week's message. Be sure to follow us on Instagram at LWC Dayton and on Facebook at Living Word Dayton.